Frantic Nerdcast, hosted by AJ and Brock, talking about all the nerdy things that you want to hear about. Let's get into it. Hi, nerds. Welcome to Frantic Nerdcast, episode seven. And We uh, made it. Yes, we've made it. And uh, a special, special fun thing tonight, we have a special guest. We have Adam Hoffman. Hey, lads. How we doing? <laughs> you get some clapping. Um so, uh, Mr. Hoffman, tell us a little bit about your nerdism. What What are your nerd credentials? Uh, comic books, mainly DC comic books was like my go-to. So I grew up on obviously DC cartoons. Everyone watched Batman, Superman, that kind of jargon. Got into comics when I was young because I was an artist, I guess. So I used to get the comic books to copy the drawings, essentially. Oh, nice. A little, a little bit of tracing? Yeah, I'm well, not tracing. Like, <laughs> I'd like follow and then I'd take Superman but then put my own costume on him. Do you still have any of that sort of stuff? My artwork? Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of it at home. Oh, marvellous. Yeah. We'll have to break that out and have a look. Every so often when I rearrange some of the rooms, I pull it out and like, I'll go, oh, look at this. And then yeah. I go through and go, oh, cool. I'll look at you in another six years when I clean this closet out. <laughs> it's usually the way, isn't it? Yeah, I remember this. So, yeah, started reading the comics. Nah, excellent. And I was like, no, oh, this is sick. And now I have thousands and they're just stowed away in my <coughs> son's room. That I don't even know if he knows they're there because they're in a filing cabinet. Don't let him know. I know. He's, like, he's getting to that age where I'm like, you might be able to start reading them, but if you damage any of them, I will flip it. <laughs> but yeah, they've been in his room for years in a filing cabinet just there and I don't think he's looked in there once. No idea what's in there. Is it? Is it locked? No. I was going to say, if it's locked, he's like the... the or it, if it's not locked and he knows that it's not locked, he doesn't care. So the day that you lock it, he's going to be into it. <laughs> he's going to think it's porn. Uh, and if you've met him too, he's a little shit, he will figure it out. It'll be three minutes and he'll be like, oh, what's all this? And uh, some other people who are listening may know you from another place. What would that be? Uh, wrestling. I am a professional wrestler and have been for 20 years. So I... Run Newcastle Pro Wrestling, so you've probably seen our billboards and banners and posters around the city. And if not, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, for all, all the listeners, if you haven't gone to see a match at all, highly, highly recommend it. It is awesome fun to watch um, the guys up there doing their thing and having fun as well. Um, uh, I've been to a couple of the, the Hoose parties, which are awesome fun. Go through, have a few drinks and whatnot, have a chat to some of the wrestlers after. And uh, where, whereabouts do you typically go for the um, both the, the Hoose parties and the, um, the regular events for Newey Pro Wrestling? Well, the regular events are scattered around the place at the moment. Mm -hmm. We don't have a fixed location, but we do have three big events every year mm -hmm. at Newcastle City Hall. Yep. So the big auditorium there with the wraparound mm -hmm. mess floor. We actually have that's in five weeks. So March is that the 8th. Rumble? No, Rumble's in July okay. this year. Yep. This one's Brawl at City Hall. Ah, oh, that's right. Um, but yeah, tickets are going good. Card looks good. Should be a stack show. Awesome. Uh, and uh, if people don't live in New York, you can watch it online, can't you? Yep. We're on, I think it's called Triller now. It was Fight TV. But yeah, they changed the name, so you can find us on there. Very good. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into some uh, lovely, a little bit of a nerdy talk about some certain things. So I guess let's uh, jump into some trailers. Free. 
so we've only got one trailer this week. Hmm. Um, Monkey Man. Yeah. Um, this looks cool. Yeah, this is a very uh, unexpected for me. Did you watch this one, Hoff? I did not. So essentially it's um, a Dev Patel. So the guy from Slumdog Millionaire, uh, he was in the Emlon Shitterline Avatar, <laughs> yeah. um, the Green Knight, all that kind of stuff. He actually wrote and directed it. Mm. Yeah, right. And uh, stars in it. It's, uh, essentially, wrote, it's- direct, stars, and produced by Jordan Peele. Yeah. Oh. And it looks pimp. Yeah, it's um, it kind of looks like um, he's like a like a nobody kind of thing. Like it's set in Pakistan, is it or India? Uh, I couldn't. I didn't pick up whether it was Pakistan or India. Yeah. Yeah. More more or less like a, a kid grew up, as you said, from nothing. He's yeah. um. He basically, uh, some sort of like revenge plot, something happens to his family. I can't remember his mum or his sister. Um, revenge sort of carries him through it. And it's all sort of based around like a, a old school, like folklore being the white monkey. The I white think. monkey. Yeah, the white yeah. monkey. The white monkey is, it comes in and saves villages yeah. from the evil tyrant kind of thing. And so he, he fights at one point and he's like in the ring boxing and stuff and they dress him up and he's like got white smeared all over him with like a white monkey mask and gets in there and starts belting the sh- living shit out of people. Is this low or high budget? Oh, it looks fairly high. It yeah. looks yeah, towards right. a higher end of the budget to yeah. be honest. It, uh, well, <laughs> I was thinking it's either got to go either way because if it's in the middle, that could be shit. Like, but if it's high budget, good. If it's very low mm. budget, good. The fight scenes in the trailer look very uh, John Wickish. Mm. Yeah. Like, they like look like they're fairly long takes. Uh, like you, you feel the impact when they hit and all that kind of stuff. Whether that's what the movie's like, like it doesn't. It certainly doesn't look like fucking taken. <laughs> like those fucking. I'm going to jump over a fence and have 13 cuts to get me over the top of it, as opposed to John Wick, which is like one cut and he blows the fuck out of 10 people's heads. Yeah. Um. So you know it's not quite like that, but I. It looks really good and it's like yeah, Revenge Tale and the cinematography and. Like the color palette and stuff look awesome. It's like mm. that. It's like beautiful reds and stuff like that, and um, it just looks like it's shot really, really fucking well. Um, but yeah, he wrote and directed it and stars in it, which is fucking crazy. I, has he done anything before? This is his first. It's his first one. This is his first. So it's going to be very interesting to see how he comes across being his first that he's directed. Um, and I suppose that's why they've put Jordan Peele at the forefront, like from a production perspective, because, hey, this is Dev Patel directing, writing, producing and whatnot. But then it's also got Jordan Peele in it, who's been pretty successful with movies and whatnot over the last few years. So I think having him almost as like a guidance for Dev to sort of give him some of the things that he's doing as well. I, I'm keen. Was he in Skins? Was Dev, was that Dev Patel in Skins, like in the first two seasons? Have you ever seen Skins? No. Nah. You know, oh, dude, you got to watch some fucking skins, mate. It's some quality <laughs> British TV right there. I barely get to watch anything these days. Like I, I was telling you boys off, off air, uh, I started to watch Echo and fell asleep first episode. <laughs> he didn't even see Matt Murdock. <laughs> uh, well, uh, skins is like, um, it's like really true life yes, he teenagers yeah, it was it was yeah. him in skins i thought so and it's like just a brutal fucking show man like you just, you get to know these characters and then one of them just fucking dies yeah, right. cool. and you're just like what the fuck and then they they do two seasons with characters and then season three and four are completely different characters the only one that carries over is one of the main characters sisters um nick the one that was in fury uh fury road the chroma that was in fury road isn't that the menu movie um he was in warm bodies oh yeah, yeah um yeah i know who you're talking yeah. about yeah, the menu 
Nick, is his name Nick? We did this exact same thing a few weeks ago with the same <laughs> yeah. guy. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that dude. Yeah, he's, um, he was like one of the main characters in it. Um, I don't think anyone else has really gotten huge from from that. Um, but no, it's a fucking awesome show. If you haven't watched it, but watched it I reckon get on that one, mate. Is it Lex Luthor, the guy? Is that who it is out of Warm Bodies? Mm. Is, that talking about? Nick? is he the new Lex Luthor? You're talking? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. playing the new Lex Luthor okay. in um in Guns Superman. Fucking what's the new yeah. Superman called? Le- the New Adventures of Superman. Is that what he's calling it? No, that's the cartoon. I actually finished watching that. That's actually really good. <laughs> I got through that one. Um, no, it's the new movie. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but it's. Put your mouth on the microphone. We can't Sorry, hear. mate. <laughs> Uh, on the note of that and the DC world, I actually seen that um, we now have a Supergirl uh, being Millie Alcock. So that got announced in the last couple of days as well. Who's Millie Alcock? Millie Alcock. People will predominantly know her from um, House of the Dragon. She's the main in... Oh, I heard a rumor was between her and someone else, apparently, but it is her. Apparently got announced in the last, uh, last day or is so. Is that the... The younger one or the older one? Is that the char- like the main character that's like she's young for the first two episodes and then old for the rest of the yep. show? Yep. Is it the old one or the, the old, young one? The older one. The older yep, one. The older one. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm keen for that because she is an Aussie actress. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw a photo of it. She definitely fit, fits the part. Oh, 100%. Did you like the Supergirl out of the Flash? That's a no. She, <laughs> she didn't do anything? It's, I mean, the movie was fucking atrocious. Let's just get that out there. But I actually really like like, a, like the look of it, the costume, the hair, the yeah, attitude. The actual look of it. I mm. was like, yeah, that is very cool. But the fact that when she was on screens, like she didn't really do or say or emote or do anything. Mm. She was just kind of staring angrily the whole time. I was like, okay, mm. it's an yep. interesting take. I mean, my live action Supergirl is always going to be Laura Vandervoot from Smallville. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, she was only in like five episodes of Smallville. But yep. Mate, she won. She won for me. It's Tom Welling's my Superman as well. Yes, yes, yes. Well, he, sorry, as we said the other week, he's your Smallville. Yeah, he's my Smallville because he was never officially Superman, legal reasons. Yeah. And you know, Bruce Wayne was in an episode of Smallville as well. Uh, they changed him to Adam Knight. Yeah. Yeah. No, trust me, I'm all over Smallville. Like, yeah, because. that for hours. Because it was like, because um, there were so many legal things with DC yeah. that they weren't allowed to call any of them the actual DC superhero names. Yeah, right. I don't know if this is true, but I heard the reason why they weren't able to do any kind of Batman TV shows like like that have him in Smallville or why Arrow became Arrow instead of just being Batman even though it was Batman yep. with Arrow yep. is because Fox owned the TV rights from Adam West for Batman and then Disney bought Fox and then Disney was like uh, fuck you there you go that, pro- that makes a lot of sense because yeah. that's how most of those things go yeah. yeah so the whole time was like Fox holding out and then Disney got hold of it and went well we're definitely not getting them back <laughs> we're never having a TV back that's under yeah, lock and vault that sounds right because Gotham was the same thing he was never actually allowed to be called Batman yeah. mm. and uh, like Joker wasn't allowed to be called Joker yeah. Harley Quinn wasn't allowed to be Harley Quinn yeah. all that kind of stuff they're only allowed to use the real life names not the superhero names yeah they did a good take on that, though. Like, I liked Gotham. With the nicknames with Penguin, where yeah. I don't like being called Penguin. Ah, you're a fucking Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> no, Gotham was good. I mean, it got towards the... Uh, I think it was the last season they did the whole No Man's Land yeah. thing and, like, all the baddies started taking over. And Although the whole Joker thing where there was, like, three different Jokers and it was all the same actor. Yeah, the mm. Cameron... Yeah. And um, it, was, it was good. I enjoyed it. I mean, 
the Bruce, the worst character of the show was Bruce Wayne. Oh, that's so unfortunate that it was, too, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was really disappointing that he was the worst part of it. Like, especially, Alfred was fucking awesome. Especially when they started to bring him into it more. Like, at first, you sort of seen him on screen. You're like, look, it's not about him, anyways. It's about yeah. everything else that's going on in Gotham. It's about so Gotham. Sweet. Exactly. So that was pretty sweet. But when they started to focus in on him, you're just like, we prefer if you didn't. <laughs> 100%. Uh, it was enjoyable. All right, we've uh, severely gotten off the topic of Monkey Man. Uh, so, Monkey Man, the trailer looks good. Yep. So, uh, I guess... Have a watch if you haven't. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Looks awesome. Uh, looks like it is coming out on the 5th of April. So, not too far away at all. Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's just go to... Let's go here. TV show. Uh, so TV shows. So uh, we'll talk about Echo in a second, but I just wanted to talk about another thing I watched, uh, which was um, the DC Animated Universe. I'm guessing you've watched a lot of these. Correct. Have you watched a lot of these, Brock? Oh, bits and pieces. Um, so essentially they did, um, you had like your old school DC TV universe, which was like Batman, the animated series, mm-hmm. uh, the new adventures of Superman, mm-hmm. Justice League, Justice League United. Yep. Uh, Batman Beyond, Static Shock, and I think there was another one. Uh, it was like Mo Project Beta. Project Beta, yeah, and there was one more. I think I can't remember. But essentially, it was that universe, which then had the best, best Batman movie in my opinion ever, The Mask of Phantasm. Brilliant movie, which was a phenomenal movie, and they had a, a Batgirl one as well, where it was like there was like three Batgirls, yeah. but it weren't really Batgirls. They're on the glide, like. Um, Green Goblin style gliders and shit, <laughs> which yeah, just it wasn't as good. Um, but so they had that universe, and then after that, they did like a little reboot of it, and they had a universe where it was like, I think it was like eleven. It was when New Fifty Two came out. Mm-hmm. They did a universe start of that yep. where it was like a, all the movies connected to each other, and it was like a big saga. And it started with the Justice League forming with um, Darkseid coming. Mm-hmm. Dark side, whatever his name is. I always say seed. <laughs> always. He, he, he caught me out the other day about it. I listen. Um, yeah, it starts with him doing that and then it went through to, uh, what was the, uh, the Dark Justice League? Mm-hmm. And like then Flash had to go back and like, like he like flashes races time. Yep, sure. And then there was a little, uh, little in-between one, which was uh, Constantine yep. getting stuck in the House of Madness. Yep. And, but you watched it. It was like the animation from the first one. And then it went to when he got stuck through and him and Spectre were having mm-hmm. an argument in space and stuff. It went to the new animation yep. and went through and he's in the new new universe, which is just finishing. The reason I'm getting to it because the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths mm-hmm. for part one just came out. And I watched it. Have you watched I it? I haven't watched it. I've seen it came out yeah. and I was, I was holding off. <laughs> Have you watched it yet? Not yet. Oh, it's good. Because it's um, the new movies. There's 10 movies in the new saga. Yep. Um, I can't remember what a lot of them are. But uh, yeah, it ends with the infinity uh, crisis on infinite earth, and it's it was good. It was really good. I won't I won't spoil anything. I mean, we'll, we've all read the we'll, comic anyway. We'll definitely talk about and you've that seen the anyway. Arrow yeah. Arrowverse version of it as well. Which mm-hmm. yeah, the Arrowverse version. Um, but no, it was it was thoroughly enjoyable, and I recommend everyone get on it. It's three parts though. Yep. No, the second one's coming out this year, but there's no date for the third one yet, which is a bit fucking annoying. <laughs> So, and um, but yeah, I reckon watch all those OG ones. They're really good. Yeah, I'd have to think back to 
which ones I haven't watched, to be quite honest. Because I think um, I think the Long Halloween is a part of the new ten mm. ones. Uh, Hush was a part of the old ones. Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight Returns was its own little yeah. pocket thing because there were a few of them where they had their own little individual universes, like the one called Doom. Um, mm-hmm. And another one. Yeah, the, the, the Doom that came to Gotham or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. No, and there was one just called Doom. Oh, okay. As well. Um, I've got a few. I've got a heap of them on Blu-ray. Um, that is great. Like, they are some good superhero movies, oh, 100%. man. 100%. They are fantastic. Like, I would rather watch them over most fucking Marvel and DC movies, in all honesty. Yeah, Under the Redwood. Oh, that was good. That was sick, yeah. I still rem- I remember reading the comic of that and just being like, Damn, that's yeah. good. And then the movie came. I was like, "Yep, that's well done, well done." Yeah, it's the most frustrating thing as like a huge DC fan watching these animated movies and how easily they nail it. Yeah. And then watching their live action movies, oh, going, "How did you shit the I bed was on about that? How to say that? Yeah, I was like, about fuck. to say the same Ego, thing. money, what? <laughs> oh, they've already written the fucking stories for you. Just. And then the cast they get for the animated ones is fucking mental. Like Nathan Fillion's in nearly every single one yep. of them playing different characters. Jensen Eccles, Jared Padalecki, mm. um, like most of the Supernatural cast. Um, just fucking shitloads of these famous actors doing all the voice roles for them. It's mental. And then, yeah, they go and fuck the live action, especially DC, to go and fuck the live action ones. <laughs> yeah, like, they what? haven't worked that out yet. Like Green, <laughs> they really haven't. Green Lantern's my all-time favourite. Yeah. Well, what the movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like watching all that lead up, like with Marvel, when people like you see Marvel fans whinge about, like, oh, they changed this, they changed this, they shouldn't have done this, and I'm like, ah, oh, shut up, like just enjoy the movies. And mm. then Green Lantern came out, and I turned into the, one of those guys, like within the first two minutes, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Taking two favorite like villains, merging them together, and coming out with a smoke monster piece. Of oh, that was just. That was just bad. That smoke monster and that thing was just fucking horrible. And I mean, the costume, I didn't have as big a problem with the costume at the time. I liked the costume. At the time, I thought, yeah, it looks fucking pretty cool. That's what it would look like in real life, real life kind of thing. But now you look back and you're like, yeah, that's pretty fucking bad. The mask was the only thing that gave me the shits. Yeah. Nitpicking, I wanted him to have white gloves because he has white gloves in the comics with the the big green Mm. one. But then the mask was just looked like putty on his face. <laughs> like it's not hiding anything. Where in the comics, it's a physically sharp, clean yeah. mask that covers his face. Mm. So it would hide his identity. And then they had his nose out, so he had like a little domino mask. I was like, no, cover half his fucking face. Yeah. I understand Ryan Reynolds is a pretty man. But he's supposed to be hiding that he's a pretty man underneath the fucking mask. Put the mask on. Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree <laughs> with that. I do agree with that. I mean, um, they've nailed him in the comics, in the animated series and stuff like that as oh, well, nice. which is really good. I want to see the um, the Penelope Cruz. Is that a name? Jessica Cruz. Jessica Cruz. Penelope Cruz is the actress. But yeah, she's. I, I really like her in the comics. She's fantastic. I'd like to see her in one of the animated yeah. series or the movies or something. Simon Baz. I'm not sure if he's been in a animated, but he'd be a good character too. Which one's he? He's the Arabic... Um, Lantern that comes before Jessica Cruz. Oh, so he has I've like, never seen him in anything. He has like the kick-ass style full... Oh, yeah, full yes, yes, yes. I've seen... Story. I have seen him. Is he in the one with Jessica Cruz? Because there's, there's two Lanterns. Yeah, but I, I have the comics where he first comes in where it's just him, but then I kind of fell off after that. Because I think Jessica up. Cruz is in... Her main series is the Lantern Call yeah. comic, I think, from memory in New 52 era. Was it New 52 or Rebirth? 
It would have been after rebirth. Because yeah. I have all the rebirths and she came in after I pretty much stopped collecting. So. Okay, yeah, it must have been rebirth then. Because they're doing another, I think they're doing another reboot now yeah. from memory. Every 10 years they do. Yeah. Things, yeah. Have, you, um, have you read any of the DCEs or um, the heavy metals? No, I've, I've watched videos where they kind of tell you the story. Of heavy metal? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I did the same thing yeah. with that because there's just so many fucking of them. <laughs> yeah. And God, it's good. Yeah, no, it looks... Looks sick, yeah. And I end up reading like the main art. I read, end up reading most of the sort of backgrounds of the evil Batman, and then the main arc. I didn't read all the because the, there's like so many offshoots and here and there and stuff. Yeah, when I collected comics, I didn't collect Batman comics because of there was eleven titles at one point. Yeah, yep. but they were clever because they would have like in this Batman, you like the next issue, we like follow this in. Yeah, Batman yeah, Robin. yeah. And then to follow that, you had to get Nightwing, and then to yeah. get that, you're back to a different Batman. It's Marketing, like, oh, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah, that very smart, but very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I love um, DC East. If you haven't read it, like, get a copy of that and have a read of it. It was fucking fantastic. It's um, essentially when. I think we talked about it yeah, like the first or second it. episode. Essentially, it's. Um, I, went, I went and had a read of it. It's, it is pretty bloody it, good. When Darkseid <laughs> comes. In that, it's like first big battle they have in the city. In, I think it's the Metropolis, isn't it? Or wherever it is. Um, essentially, they capture Cyborg and take him back to the planet and discover he's got the anti-life equation in him and they activate it. And so when he gets sent back to Earth, as soon as he connects to the Wi-Fi, it just spreads the virus and everyone turns into zombies. And it's just, it's fucking awesome, man. Like watching like Superman just be a fucking zombie and his arms are fucking ripped off and shit and... Um, plastic man's a zombie and like the one point they walk into this building where like Lex and all the baddies hanging out mm. and it like looks like it's surrounded by fucking lava and shit and one of the superheroes goes to jump over the top of it and as they jump over it the fucking lava just all moves and actually plastic man just floating as liquid like zombified plastic <laughs> man jumps up and fucking <laughs> just grabs her and rips her apart I think it was like Black Canary or something just rips her apart <laughs> it was really cool um, how Superman became a zombie too actually yep. That was pretty pimp, but we won't tell you that yeah. because you can read that yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, and the ending because it's three part, like three trade backs, and then there's like a fourth one, which is like a side story that you don't really need to read. But um, the ending is super fucking satisfying too. Mm. Like you, you read it and you're like, nice work, guys. <laughs> nice work. Yeah, you nailed that. You nailed it. All right, um, okay, let's. Uh, Let's uh, read some echo. Let's talk about some echo and uh, ruin it for Hoff here, who fell asleep watching it. So this is Hoff's spoiler warning for him, just so you can hear that. Um, I think I've had most of it spoiled for me anyway. So. Yeah, fair enough. So a little bit of uh, some quick little uh, echoey backstories from the comic books. Well, I was going to say before we get into Echo and her backstory, why don't we talk about the fact this is the first uh, Marvel Spotlight series? Yeah, that they've actually got introduced fucking blood. Mm. So basically, this is the first one. As you open it up, you would have seen as they introduced it, it came up with a big thing saying Marvel Spotlight, yeah. rather than their typical introduction going through the Marvel logo, just jumping out at you and whatnot. Um, it seems like, from what I can read, is that the intention behind the Marvel Spotlight is putting a spotlight on a character or a little story arc that's meant to be kind of disconnected from the main story of the MCU. 
so that they can so more or less yeah so they can they can more or less have whatever they want having off off on the side and it doesn't necessarily have an yeah. impact on the MCU doesn't affect and they don't have to sort of comment on the bigger yeah. picture stuff that's exactly, happening exactly exactly so they can like the fucking multiverse yeah, fucking hell exactly so they can I think it's a really cool concept it's allowed them to sort of just say here's an idea let's throw it out see if it sticks or not have some fun with it I mean seems like a pretty good idea yeah no i i like i like that idea it's that's cool for me and i like that it was five episodes mm-hmm. i like that we got it all at once yep and i like that there was blood yes that it was, was very fantastic good. yeah um so essentially i think we've said this many times before while i was talking about the trailer and stuff but echo essentially she's deaf mm-hmm. uh missing a leg missing a leg oh, um, a knee, sorry. she so uh kingpin gets her and sort of adopts her trains her to kill daredevil mm-hmm. and but in her personal life she ends up falling in love with matt murdoch not knowing that he's daredevil she finds out she's betrayed they fight then they end up going you know what fuck this let's just team up kingpin's a cunt and we'll beat up kingpin they beat up kingpin uh and then from that point on she kind of is an anti-hero mm. and she's in the avengers but she can't doesn't feel like she belongs in the avengers because she's you know a, a killer an assassin yep. and stuff and she goes through at one point she's ronin as well in the comics yep. um then she continues to sort of go through all the different teams uh she's in the secret identities crisis uh, mm-hmm. saga thing with the scrolls take over and uh she ends up in uh what's the the place with all the dinosaurs called in marvel uh, x-men go there quite often savage land she ends up in the savage land a couple of times um and then most recently she was actually in a contest to see who was going to be the wielder of the new of the phoenix force and she lost but then uh somehow didn't lose and came back and kept fighting and ended up winning and she is now the host of the phoenix force and she's also taken over the mantle of thunderbird which i don't know if you've ever seen some of the comics he was like uh had like the red shoulder pads and like the eyepiece and like very very stereotypical native american look in the comics um yeah she's the new thunderbird yeah you know 80s art yeah yeah um so that's kind of where she is now and the movie version the show version of her is fairly different very different yeah we kind of we got a little i, th- I think it was meant to be a little teaser of um her face makeup because in the comic she has like a white handprint over mm-hmm. her face yep. i don't know whether it's like a heritage thing or something like that like a native american thing or something like that but it's yeah i made the assumption that it was but they did actually carry through um the piece from her uniform as well yeah. through the from the comics through to the show which i thought was pretty cool just like the um sort of the sun yep. arc type thing yeah. pretty much everything that she wore like the, yeah. the jacket the shirts and whatnot i thought that was pretty cool and pretty but well i think done. there was and a scene i think it was when she was a kid when she's in the first episode mm-hmm. and the mum they get hit by the car yep. and like i think the mum touches there was the scene where someone touches yeah. her and she it's gets a bloody handprint one. yeah on her mm-hmm. I, I think that was meant to be a homage but um the the first episode essentially as hoff knows from the five minutes of the episode he watched <laughs> uh before he fell asleep was um pretty much just Oh, it was about the first half of the episode was a recap of Hawkeye. Yeah, pretty much. Um, kind of gives her heritage. Oh, it starts off with the weird tree people. Oh, yeah. Her, her ancestors. Yeah, which you don't really know what's happening kind no. of thing. It's like a bunch of tree people and they start to crack yeah, and then they become the real people. Yeah, so You can make assumptions, but it's very vague. Yeah, <laughs> I think you eventually learn that that's her 
lineage. That lot, like the line is her lineage and that's the first of her lineage. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then you get the heritage of, you know, Ronan killing mm-hmm. the dad, yep. you know, finding out it's Kingpin shooting him, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, then it cuts to her on the run. She goes back to her house. Uh, but then also it sort of cuts between um, the first time she actually starts to work for Kingpin. Mm-hmm. And like it's the first time she rocks up and there's two dudes in a suit and she's like, I don't know, she's super nervous and trying to communicate with them. And they're like holding the phone up, doing the fucking yeah. phone thing in her face and shit. And they're like, they end up going in this back room and it's like, Kingpin wants to say thank you. And then he pulls a gun out and just fucking starts shooting people in this room. And then they just turn to an all-in brawl with these three people. And she's like back and like doesn't know what to do. And then she's like, you know, fuck it. And just jumps in there and just starts beating the living shit out of people. So if you had have stayed awake for literally about another 22 seconds, you would have seen an absolutely fantastic scene. And then <laughs> Daredevil pops up. Yeah. And he's like, I've been trying to, I've been waiting for ages to do this. And he gets in and starts belting the shit out of people as well. Mm. And they had this fantastic fight. The whole scene is so yeah. brilliantly done. It's like kind of, they kind of did it like a winery like homage you to like Dare, Daredevil series Boy. and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was a beautiful fight. And then like Kingpin's like, none of my men have been able to take him on like that. And then that's when he, Kingpin accepts to uh, like train her and mm. like be, you know, the good thing. And then I think that's, and then it kind of cuts back to. Cuts back to where she is in, yeah, in, in the in town D- that she's in now. Dakota like, or whatever Col- it is. Colorado, I think it yeah. was, but either way. And sort of carries along. It starts to introduce you to a few more of her, the people that she's obviously the been. The funny sidekick. Because oh. yes. the there's always got to be one. Biscuit or something? Yeah, Biscuit. That's it. The funny sidekick. <laughs> and he brings the comedy into it. Um, but that's pretty much, yeah, first episode. Mm. It, was, it was pretty good. Like you said, you were saying before, um, we started like the the recap part of it was pretty boring. Yeah. But I do like that they've done that. Because they're kind of assuming um, they finally accepted that most people don't watch fucking everything Marvel. Mm. Yeah. So they're giving a recap for those people who haven't watched all the other shit for Marvel have done. Mm. Yeah, I think I would have just liked it spaced out a bit. Like yeah. have her do something cool and then do some recap. Do or or cool even if they did it as like a, here's a episode zero. That's yeah. what I was actually going to say. Like this, this could have very easily been six episodes, yeah. um, and as you said, like an episode zero or a whatever happened previous leading up to here, and like just do that sort of thing, and then sort of pick up and run with it. I, I reckon they could have done that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they didn't. But, I so. mean, in fact, they didn't. But there you go. Um, episode two essentially. It had like this really awesome train scene in it. So essentially there's a train because one of the guys that she goes to see in in this town that they live in, uh, he used to work for Kingpin and he tried to quit and Kingpin's like, no, motherfucker. So Um, more or less from like a time setting perspective, this is around um, six months after the Hawkeye Hawkeye thing. So basically six months after she's shot Kingpin in the head. So she still thinks Kingpin's dead. Yeah, dead. And so she's trying to, she wants to become the new queen pin. Yep. Yeah, right. And um, so there's a train that's heading to, like full of all Kingpin's guns and shit. So she uses, gets Biscuit to help her and she like jumps onto the train. Like she does this cool thing where she's like just standing there and just goes fucking whoop. And just jumps off this bridge and just lands on this train. <laughs> and she's running along the top of the train and like it goes in and out of like her not hearing anything. Mm. And then you hear and stuff. And 
Which they did really well throughout well, the show. I was, was going to say, like, they did that fantastic. Like, through the whole show, it was done really, really well. I actually would have liked more of it. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I found that it, it gets you straight in, like, with the suspense of whatever's happening, but then it sort of trails off the suspense and takes you straight into whatever she, like, her suspense was for. But I, I reckon they could have held that for longer just to keep that build yeah. of suspense and then, I don't know, carry it through a little yeah. bit, so to speak. And then essentially she, like... She breaks into one of the containers in the train. Like she cuts through the bottom of it and climbs in and stuff. And you, it doesn't show you what she does. And you you think she's stolen something. That's mm. how they've kind of played it off. Like she's stolen something. And then she gets off and she has to jump off, and like jumps off and jumps into the back of the car. And Biscuit nearly crashes into a thing and it's like fucks up the car, but it's the grandma's car. So that's how the grandma eventually finds out what's happened. That oh, pretty the, much it goes back. the next scene, yeah. watches the grandma's in at the store and watches the car go past. He's got his hand up next to his face. Just <laughs> like just the fucking bumpers fucked. dragging behind and shit. <laughs> Uh, and you eventually find out at the end of the episode, the train rocks up at this big depot in New York and um, they go to open one of the crates and they open it. It's just got a fucking bomb and it just blows up the entire building and only two people survive mm. out of it. Um, one of the dudes is the actor in um, uh, Limitless from with um, Bradley Cooper, the one where he takes the drug and gets smart. Yeah, that gangster guy who takes it and sort of gets smarter and tries to kill him and he ends up killing him and sucking his blood and getting smart in Limitless. It's that dude. Um, so that's pretty much most of what happens in episode two. A little bit of like, oh my God, she's home. Uh, that kind of stuff. Um, episode three, uh, it's kind of where um, the story, like uh, the beginning, each episode has like a beginning story. So the first one had all the tree people. Then the second one had a different female. And the third one, I think was my favorite. It's like a, sort of cowboy I hate to say cowboy and Indian yeah, yeah. but um, it's that sort of era and it's like the girl she's training she's like gunshot and the dad's like you're not allowed to shoot people like you're not allowed to shoot because you're a girl like he, and, get, he gets he what was he he was okay with her shooting but then he had to go yeah because like, something happened he's like so a, he had to go um, and then like a like a, or whatever for the like a Indian uh, Native American um, law enforcers yeah. they sort of go around and protect their lands and they go and they find these bandits and they have a start having a shootout and they start losing and then she just rocks up on the fucking hill with the guns and just fucking, <laughs> just fucking murders everyone. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. You're allowed to be here now. <laughs> so I think that was my favorite intro one. Uh, and then um, episode three is pretty much uh, the dude that got, was at the warehouse that got blown up. He comes into, into her hood and yeah. pretty much captures her in a roller skating rink. And, and the best friend, uh, the, the cousin. Yeah, starts cousin, torturing yeah. her and her cousin who used to be best friends and stuff. Um, and then she just goes, uh, she's like chained up with her feet, but then her foot comes off, which makes her fall down. <laughs> and then she just starts fucking people up left, right and center. Yeah. Like one leg gimmicks. That's cool. really the only one. Mm. Oh, that's a shame. oh um, the, the only, the probably one other one is when she jumps off the train. Oh, um, her, she, her foot yeah. gets stuck in between the carriage links yeah. and it like crushes her foot. Yeah. So the grandpa... Yeah, grandpa oh, has step, to build step grandfather. Yeah, he has I to mean, build like a new leg for her. <laughs> yeah, so there's like a little bit around that, which was funny. Expecting to have like a shotgun in it, like the penguin. Like, She's got a blade. She's got a blade in her foot. Um, but yeah, so there's a fucking awesome fight there, and then she's almost about to get captured, and then the main dude gets a phone call, and his face goes from like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you," oh fuck, mm. and he goes, 
let's go guys yep. and they just all walk out and leave her and then kind of cuts to her sort of riding back to her house on a motorbike and she gets off and fucking kingpin just fucking rocks up and he's got the eye patch on and you expect oh shit's about to go down but no he's just there he's like i understand why you did it let's have a let's have dinner mm. i brought wine gives a little eyepiece so that they can communicate so when he talks mm. she sees the sign language yeah. like this digital sign language and yeah, stuff I did hear that. Mm. Yeah. which is pretty cool i like that um so they talk in the air that was pretty much episode three that was actually really good i liked that scene between them as they were just walking around the house and whatnot like oh. whatever the steak was but then <laughs> she pours the the wine down the oh yeah, down yeah the drain he goes Mm, you could have kept some of the wine. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing the, wrong she, with it. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I'll open the wine and yeah. gets it, and pulls it down, then gets two Pepsis and puts them on the yeah, table. Yeah. <laughs> it's got that little like, mm, okay. <laughs> and he's pretty much, yeah, he's he's like, I understand why you did it. Um, if you want my empire, you can have it. Come back to New York with me. Mm. And that's essentially sort of that. And then episode four, um, she's kind, he's kind of, she says no, and then he's like, look. Think you know, about it. think about it and then come to me. So she ends up going to his hotel and then there's this fantastic fucking scene where she's like, she's got the gun, I think a knife or I think it was a knife or a gun mm. and she's like ready to kill him. And then he starts going on this little sort of diatribe about how he murdered his father. And then he pulls out a box and he's like, open it. She opens it. It's a fucking ball, hem- ball oh, hammer. Oh yeah, that's and right. He's like, that's what I fucking killed my dad with. Mm. And like, it's just this beautiful, like Vincent... Vincent uh, Dion Fario. Dion Fario. Oh, Don Fario. He's Dion Fario. Yeah. Don Fario. Fucking amazing man. Dion Fario. He's <laughs> such yes. a good actor. <laughs> he's phenomenal in this show, man. Just when he like gets like that anger and that emotion in him, it's just oh, phenomenal. Like he's, he's by far the best brilliant. part of the show, the best part of Daredevil, in my opinion. Yep. He's great. Yeah, when I heard he was going to be in Hawkeye. I was like, that's the fucking best thing they could have done. Yeah, hundred percent. They're gonna start cherry picking from the Netflix series, but this is before they made them canon yep. or not canon or whatever they are. No, they're canon now. They're officially canon, all of them. Yep. Are they spotlights or are they? Well, that's canon? a thing. Like, well, I don't know. I all I know, all I've announced is they're officially canon, and that uh, Bullseye is is going to appear in Daredevil. I did hear that. Born too, again. Yeah. Hmm. Which is good because he was really good. I liked him in Daredevil yes, three. Definitely. He was, was it two or three? He was uh, in season three. For me. Three, yeah. He was the best part of that season by far. And apparently, um, Deborah, whatever her name is, the ginger chick from Daredevil, mm-hmm. she's yeah. going to appear in Born Again, but she's only in it like a tiny bit. Yeah, okay. That's the other sort of thing I heard about that. Has anyone heard anything about Iron Fist? I haven't heard. <laughs> I haven't heard a thing. I don't Fist? think they got. If they are replace him Look, even, okay. even if I heard something I think I'd ignore it <laughs> to be honest can they just teach him the fight from now until I mean, when in fairness the should have started a while the ago the second season was better than the first well I heard he got no lead in time into the first season but then I was Not like really? logically if he's the world's best fighter why are there fight scenes? He should be showing up and going, block punch, you're dead. Yeah. Move on. They shouldn't be like, I'm going to fight this security guard who works his nine to five. Like, he's not a fucking trained fighter. Yeah. Even if he's a boxer, it made no sense that this world-class martial artist is going toe-to-toe with this guy. He should have just been like, kick your leg, hit your throat, let's move on. Like, they should have been playing that up. Is like, he's the world's best fighter. We haven't trained this guy how to fight. Let's not make him fight by making him better at fighting. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes, that does make sense. It's like, how does, like, these guys are in charge of, like, 
nearly billion dollar industry and well, how do they not think of this they weren't that was because that was Netflix, oh, that's Netflix. Oh, yeah. and they're not poor <laughs> <laughs> they've this got some true. people yeah it's like how does no one go come up with and they, like they know how to make good shows because yeah, Daredevil 1 was phenomenal Daredevil, all the Daredevils were great um, Jessica Jones was Jessica brilliant. Jones season oh. 1 was f- David Tennant made so that good. show man he was so fucking good in that like, the first Luke Cage oh yeah like uh, going back to David Tennant like on paper if you tell me this is what his special power is I'm like oh that's pretty shit and then you see it in love like that's fucking terrifying yeah yep. he and he did it so I, fucking I, well <laughs> I tried to think of actors that could do like that role as well as he did it and I just can't like because he was just so fucking creepy in it yeah and just oh it was just phenomenal man he did such a good job and it's just it's sad that they killed him off yeah, uh, even though he was like killed off, though bringing him back as they did through the um, like Jessica Jones' like, the, flashes and whatnot, and what she sees. And was he a hallucination in season yeah. two? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. I think in season three as well. From memory. was there a third season of Jessica Jones? I'm trying to remember. I thought there was three. I thought Daredevil was the only one that got three seasons. Yeah, I thought they went two and then Defenders. Ah, oh, sorry, you could be right. Yeah, yeah it might have been in Defenders. I'm thinking of, but either way, yeah, I'm sure that um, she got was getting flashbacks. Quite a bit. Yeah, because the comic, she just breaks his jaw, which is perfect because mm. he can't. Because he's sp- it's only speaking in the comics, yeah. yeah. Whereas in this, it was a like a microbe that came that he breathed out or something, wasn't yeah, it? Still, still kind of tied to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Echo. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So the beautiful scene. Then uh, Echo decides, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not coming back with you. So he gets the shits, uh, and he's like, "Fuck this. I'm gonna." take over your family and there's a really it's a nice it's a great scene at the end of it where the grandma works at a post office and she's at work and she's in there and then she drops some mail and you see like the white pants behind her and you're like oh fucking that's that's kick pan she turns around and he's like oh here you go and he's like super nice and then she's like oh you know my grandma uh, i learned sign language because my uh my granddaughter's deaf mm. and then he's like oh my daughter's deaf as well and like you're like oh fuck (laughs) and then the episode ends and then episode five is essentially the culmination of the whole thing which in my opinion was the weakest episode yep um just because it was stupid how it ended but what are you going to do um essentially it's like a rushed yeah it's like a native american powwow i think powwow it's called whereas they all get in the shiny noisy costumes and dance around with the drums and stuff and all the, all the baddies sort of rock up. And there's like two vans with like 15 people in the vans. And they're like, um, Biscuits is like, I've got these ones. And he's converted grandma's car into a monster truck. <laughs> and then just drives over the top of it, just fucking kills, flat out kills 15 people. And uh, Kingpin's got um, grandma and the cousin and in a, like held hostage and- um, Like in a stable or something. Echo's got like, like this beautiful- outfit that her grandma made for her mm-hmm. but when she goes to pick it up her she sees her mum there and they have this beautiful sort of super emotional scene yep. where they're like sign language and it's all quiet and crying and all that kind of stuff and it was that point i kind of went fuck she can act <laughs> and i'm like what else has she been in and, you know wikipedia went on there nothing yeah, yeah right. uh, hawkeye was her first role ever Shit. And she's fucking good, and there's like the tears, and like you felt her emotion, and even through the sign language and stuff, it was just it was fantastic. So yeah, so she gets the costume, she's there, she's ready to fight. 
Uh, on the outside, old mate who was at the building that blew up, he's got a fucking bazooka sitting on top of an RV and he goes to shoot it and the, uh, one of the other guys goes, no, you don't, pulls out a gun and shoots him. And he's like, and then it fires off and does like fireworks in the sky and stuff. <laughs> but then like the big showdown comes and you're expecting some fights, but then she kind of, Echo does like this arm stretched out thing. And you see all the women that have been in the little snippets at the start yeah, right. and then kind of giving her the power. And then she does this little fucking symbol with her hands on kingpin's head and like puts shiny light into his head and makes him sort of have feelings again and he like runs well, away to, to be fair the way that it was done was actually really good, it's good. I, you were selling it so short it's on good. how it was done you made <laughs> it seem like lights flashed and it was over oh, no, like, <laughs> it looks impressive it's just pretty piss like a pretty piss poor kind of like because you've had all this beautiful action mm. and you've had all these great scenes like the scene where uh, I can't remember what episode it was, but she's young and she wants to get a hot dog and the hot dog guy's like, fucking speak, girl, speak. And the kingpin's just sitting in a car and he's just getting pissed off and pissed off. And then he just walks over and takes him down an alleyway and just fucking beats the living shit out of him, like blood dripping off his hands. And she comes running down. You see kingpin get all worried. And, like, oh, no. and she's like, nothing. fucking spits up and <laughs> kicks him. And they hold hands and walk away. Beautiful, beautiful moment between father and daughter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she like puts her hands on him and the light shines and makes him sort of regret like killing his dad and stuff like that. Yeah, so the idea is that it takes the uh, a snippet of back when it uh, of um his him beating on his mother. Yeah, yeah. So like a scene of him being a kid, he's just and the dad beating his mother up. Yeah, and exactly. Stuff. And you can hear it like bouncing off the other wall, and he's like getting super angry, emotional, and whatnot in that. So. That whole thing was done very well. It was done, done well. It was done well. I apologise. It was just a very. It was a letdown for the rest of the series. Yeah. So your initial description of it gave me like Wonder Woman eighty four vibes. No, not that bad. Like, like not really. Action, action, action. Lasso. Don't do it. Okay, I won't do it. Yeah, no, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was good, but it was. I was hoping for like a nice More. big fight scene or like kind of stuff. It would have been really great, but it didn't happen. But what are you going to do? Uh, and then essentially, it pretty much ends on the cliffhanger of Kingpin on his plane, uh, and then the TV's on. It's like our mayor candidate's a shit. Mm. Who's going to run for mayor? We really need someone who's got a fighting spirit yeah. and all this stuff. And like, it's essentially to lead into Daredevil, him becoming the mayor, which is, he is in the comics for most of it, isn't he? Kingpin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't there? And he's got like, because I remember my memories of Kingpin are from the Spider-Man animated series. Yeah. So good. Where he was like, he had like his big tower, the Kingpin yeah. tower and shit. And, you know, it was just the giant fucking white suit pimp that just beat the living shit out of people. Yeah. Even though it was a cartoon for kids. <laughs> That was, that was a great cartoon. That was my first experience of Spider-Verse. Like, they had all of it. They had the, the, the three robot spiders that sat on top of each other. Uh, Craven. Yeah, they went through everything with that. Yeah, because we've got the Craven movie coming out we soon. We do have the Craven movie coming out soon. Have you seen that trailer? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> like, I've never been so hyped up and then just off a cliff so quickly. Like, when you hear Russell Crowe doing the accent no, he can't do accents man but even then, like i was like they're doing the accent sick because i was worried that oh they're just going to make craven american somehow mm. and then they had started with the accent i was like fuck yes all right they're not fucking around and then he did the accent and then it was aaron taylor uh, aaron taylor yeah. yeah didn't do the accent i was like fucking hell just do the accent <laughs> and what about what about madam web oh see <laughs> I was like, that's an odd choice for a movie. Yep. Why would you make that movie? Then I saw the trailer and went, I'm 
pumped for this. I, I, I really am looking forward to it. Like, so, like the idea of Spider-Man being the villain. Like, I know Spider-Man's not the villain, but... The, it's like, the they, make like, it, they make it look yeah, like it's yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, but he's like the same power set, like, but he's not fighting Spider-Man because that's another thing that gives everyone hmm. shits, right? The winner's like, the Flash is fighting bad Flash. Yeah. Or Captain America's fighting bad Captain America. It's just like, fucking, can we... I want to yeah. know. I want to know how much we're going to see the costumes in it, like the, the, the other girls in the costumes, like all the Spider Women. Oh, it'll be the last. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because because the costume for Spider Girl look uh, Spider Woman is that the one the black and white costume? Is she Spider Woman? I don't know. Because it's Spider Woman Arana, who is now Spider Girl or something like that. I only know as Arana, and another one, the one with the afro from the um, Spider Verse yeah, shows. It's all too recent for my knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so essentially, okay, I, I really liked it. I, it's my personal favorite of the Marvel TV shows. Yeah, right. I, like, I loved Loki. I loved Loki season two. I thought the ending was phenomenal, that show. But this one just, it just felt right. Like, it felt done well. And I think that's because it doesn't include anything else. It was just a good story. Mm. A little bit of a letdown of an ending, but... You know, Marvel don't have a great track record with landing endings, so you kind of expect that. Except for Loki. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I mean, every single show has to have some form of a light beam or a yep. light. So, you know, I was, don't know why I didn't expect a light to appear in the episode. <laughs> they always end with a fucking light beam, Marvel. They love their special effects and light beams and shit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Good, uh, look, I, beam. Uh, look, I definitely agree with you. It um, it was great. Great show. Um I'm it, it really interested to see where they take the um, the spotlight Marvel spotlight route and what they because that's what the um, that werewolf by night was wasn't it that was spotlight well no I I don't know if it was because this was meant to be the first of the Marvel spotlight shows oh no that was a special preview or whatever it was called I think they called that but that was great yeah that a man thing it was yeah. was a man thing yeah. it's man thing in Marvel yeah. isn't it yeah. And funny you say Werewolf by Night because um, I had a look to see where the Marvel Spotlight thing came from. Apparently, they did an anthology back in like the um, 70s and 80s. And the idea behind it was introducing of characters or like concepts that hadn't been introduced before. And Werewolf by Night was one of them. There you go. It actually, and it's actually where Ghost Rider, Submariner, Moon Knight, Spider-Woman, Captain Marvel. So apparently they were all like more or less introduced through this. Because uh, I know they had Amazing Fantasy, mm-hmm. which is where Spider-Man came from. And that's where Rana, the new yep. Spider-Woman is and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that kind of makes sense. Speaking of comics. Comic. Uh, speaking of comics, yeah. Uh, we want to know, we'll start with Hoff. Uh, what was the comic that started it all for you? Because you're a massive Nightwing fan, aren't you? I am, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was actually a Green Lantern. What was a Green Lantern? It was a Green Lantern. I think the first comic I bought was an X-Men, or it was like a Gambit and Cable, maybe team-up comic. Mm-hmm. And then, again, just use that as a reference to draw. And then, yeah, I just bought whatever I could fit. Because back then, you couldn't... There was no comic book stores. It was like... You'd yeah, the news green. agency. Yeah, the news agents. And you'd be lucky well, to find the ones that had direct edition written on it, which <laughs> yeah. meant they're from America. Yeah. So it was like literally whatever I could find at the news agents and different. Yeah. So I had like a whole bunch of like random comics. But then I think it was, yeah, Green Lantern. I was like, what the, what the fuck is going on here? And yep. That was the one that hooked me in. I think that's why he's still my favorite to this day. Fair yeah. enough. 
What about you, Brock? Uh, for me, I had to rack my brain to think about what I was actually reading or looking yeah, at first. I did the same thing. It was Turtles. No. Turtles. Turtles. So yeah, I, was, I, I, I had to think back. I'm like, what on earth was I looking like at? Like the black and white turtles? Um, no, no, it was all color. It was but color. It was, uh, it was all color. And yeah, just going through the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's a fucking, they were, your OG Turtles comics were fucking weird, man. That was some weird comics, like aliens and shit. And just, it was, it was, yeah, it was yeah. out there, man. Because yeah. I've read them, right? Because IDW did collections of them. Look, honestly, I couldn't tell you what was in them from, from now. I'm going to go back and read some more. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, yeah, I just remembered thumbing through the, the turtle, um, the turtle comics. Yeah. I, yeah. IDW have done collections of all, mm. all the turtles books. I, I actually want to, um, I want to read The Last Ronin. La- apparently it's that, fantastic. I've heard it's brilliant. So I want to give that The first chapter up. in, I have the hard cover. Co- yeah. The hard cover on my desk. So it's like, it's there for when I have a few minutes to <laughs> yep. read. But yeah, it is. Oh, I can't wait so to sink my teeth into that. So it's Raphael? No. It's not. Uh, it's a different turtle? Yeah. Oh, well, you, find out, you find out too early. I would have liked to have gone on a little bit longer. Yeah, because okay. Raphael was—he was the Ronin for a fair while, wasn't he? Uh, back in, in the day, in, back in the day in the comics, he yeah. was. But in this, he's actually the first to die. Oh, there you go. They, yeah, that's what the you're following the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> too late. <laughs> it's been out for longer than a month. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So you're following. Do you want to know who the turtle is? No, I want to find out. I want to find out. Yeah, but I've I've heard it's good. Yeah, I'll it's, have to have a squeeze of it. It's fucking really good. If you want to, if you want a really good read, um, I've been reading uh, what's it called? Um, All the kids are dying, or something. I think it's called. I can't remember what publisher does it, but essentially, it's like um, the first arc is these kids see a monster out in the bush in the forest. And then they just all get fucking eaten. <laughs> and, the, and they're like, people are like, oh, you know, only one of them survives and they're all blaming him and stuff. And then this chick rocks up to town and she's got these weird ass eyes, carries a little fucking teddy bear doll. And then she essentially, she, she comes in and she puts like a bandana with like a fucking things on it and stuff and just goes around and starts fucking slaughtering monsters and shit. And it turns out that only kids can see these monsters, but only if they believe in them. If they believe in them, they're real. Mm. And she's from uh, what's called the House of Slaughter. And it's like a, a houses that are all around the world and they specialize in killing these monsters. Jesus. And it's just, it's fucking brutal, man. It's fantastic. I, I think someone, I think it's called Someone's Killing the Kids or something like that. It's really good. Someone's Killing the Kids. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll find it and I'll give it to you. It's yeah, right. actually, I think you might already have it. Uh, it's really, really good. I recommend it. Yeah, right. um, for me, the comic that started it all, I, I was the same thing. I had to think back like i remember <clears throat> sorry i remember same as you like this news agency getting random comics i think i had the peter porker comic <laughs> um i remember having the amalgamation comics back in the day you remember then when marvel and dc did the crossover and you had like dark claw superboy yeah. all those things i remember having dark claw um and i like used to have the x-men trading cards like i've still got the 94 95 sets i've got 96 spider-man set i wish i kept my trading cards i had most of like all the foilies and yeah, yeah. i've, I've, and the I've still got them all they're in like, sleeves they're in yeah. mint condition i had um, them in sleeves but i have no idea where they ended up but uh the comics maybe your son found those ones <laughs> <laughs> the comics that got me into it like that i actually started loving 
were um, when I started just spending ridiculous amounts of money every week on comics were Fathom and Witchblade. Love Fathom, which is by uh, <clears throat> it was originally by Top Cow, and then they left and did uh, created a comic company called Aspen Comics. Oh, yeah. And Fathom was their main one. Essentially, it's like an underworld world versus the human world. Mm. This chick's from both of them. Uh, the character Aspen is from both of them. Uh, it's a really, really good dun- comic done by Michael Turner, mm-hmm. uh, who did a whole heap of Marvel stuff and all that. And he did that. And he also, cre- uh, I don't know if he created, but he was the first artist on Witchblade mm-hmm. for the first issues. And Witchblade, essentially, she gets like a magical amulet that gives armor and she fights baddies. And then there's angels and Magdalena and the darkness and all that kind of stuff. And they were the first ones that really got me into comics. They were fucking fantastic things. Really loved them. Yeah, right. Um, Anything else to do with comics? No? No. No, no. All right. Well, let's move on to... uh, We'll get a couple... We've got a wrestler here, so we might as well have some wrestling talk. And the first bit of wrestling we I thought we might as well bring up because it's the biggest piece of news in the wrestling world. Captain (laughs) Vince McMahon. Have you heard about this? <laughs> Not what's he done? He got rape charges against him. Oh, there's a he's, sex uh, trafficking. Sex, oh, it's oh, trafficking, Jesus. is it? He's uh, he's been he's essentially denying everything, but he stood down from the company that owns WWE and all those other ones, and yep. he's not on the board of directors anymore. So essentially, Triple H is now the big boss. Sure, that's how it should be anyway. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's fully gone, which is you know. <laughs> <laughs> Reading, like, there's a whole bunch of screenshots you can find of the messages that he sent, and they're fucking disgusting. Like, yeah, right. Like, he's always been a bit of a scum of a human being. Yeah, no one thought he was a nice dude, but it's like, you didn't think that he was essentially, Doing yeah, this. like, shipping, like, yeah, I think it was a, I'm not entirely sure, like, it's all alleged anyway, but hmm. it was a girl that he was, like, just passing, essentially shipping out to members of the board and talent and using like her sleeping with guys as like part of their contract negotiations and shit it's also why Brock Lesnar wasn't in the rumble last week oh. because he was mentioned as one of the the guys well, there so, you he, go. so he got pulled because Bron Breaker apparently took his spot okay this is all internet talk so yep. who knows what's actually true yeah, but true. apparently yeah because Bron Breaker's from NXT mm. um, and yeah so he went in he's a big if you know who he is, he's, got, he's yep. Rick Steiner's kid, so he's a big human. So yep. he just went in and did all the Brock spots. There you go. I have, I, um, I have to say, I watched. I didn't watch the Rumble, but I watched the highlights reel the WWE put up. The female Rumble oh, was so much better than the guys' Rumble. Yeah. And I love um, what's the the dude that came out <laughs> during the chicks' one? He's like, what's going oh. on, man? <laughs> Where are all the dudes? <laughs> <laughs> Our truth. Yeah. I, every time I see him, I still think Cade Quick because when he came into WWE, like in the early 2000s, he was Cade Quick and he was with Road Dog. <laughs> and then he, he got sacked and went to TNA, became world champion, then came back as Our Truth. He's probably sure. been there for 15 years, but he'll always be Cade Quick to me. Yeah. But yeah, he's fucking hilarious. That was, that was good. But yeah, the women's rumble was fucking awesome. And then um, the TNA chick. Yeah. The, the world I wrestled champ- her. She was awesome. She's yeah. a beast, man. Yep. Jordan Grace. Yeah, I wrestled her with. We went over for King of Trios. Oh, yep, yep. And she was on a team with Petey Pump and Scott Steiner. So yeah. I got to wrestle Scott Steiner, which is fucking still. That's unreal. awesome. But yeah, got to wrestle her. She is a she is a weapon. And yep. she just did a bodybuilding comp. So mm-hmm. she went from being like a power lifter 
to a bodybuilder and she's just oh rag- it shows it man she her arms and shoulders when she yeah. came out in that rumble oh, phenomenal yeah. yep absolute weapon. like ray is big she put ray to shame like she was big yep yep and um and you've obviously wrestled with Ray Ripley before yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, she's an Aussie girl. Yep, she's from Adelaide, but she's wrestled in Newcastle a few times. Yeah, yeah, I met her a couple. I met her once as well. Yep. Lovely girl. Back when she had long blonde hair and yeah. was a little look punk like rocker. A, look like, yeah, look like a little surfer girl. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was funny. All right, so a um, couple of questions for you about your uh, wrestling. So how, how did you get into it? Uh, watched it as a little kid and then... As we all did, yeah. Yeah, so like Ric Flair. When like, it was real. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing that got me. It was like Ric Flair with his big robe and like, yep. what is this? Yeah. This is ridiculous. This is fantastic. I think I was like five at the time. Yeah. But then like, because we live in Australia, couldn't really get it anywhere. Yeah, and sure. And then I think around the end of primary school, the start of high school, WWE Superstars started. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd stay up to midnight and watch that. Yeah. Yep. So it's just like that little half hour recap of what's going on and then... Foxtel came in so we get Foxtel and now I can watch it every week and then we get the two shows and I was like this is fucking great and I was like oh I reckon I can do this never thinking that I was ever going to get the shot and then a mate came to school one day with a written on a piece of paper like I found a phone number for a wrestling school in Sydney I was like I'm taking the piss and he's like no legit and I was like alright cool gave it a call and turned out to be legit so Got a job, saved up, went down, paid for my course. Yeah. And then started training. I think I trained for probably, I trained for seven, I had tr- seven training sessions before I got my first match, mm-hmm. which was, looking back, the dumbest thing in yeah, the world. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not much training. <laughs> no, because like now, like it'll take you twice a week, a year, if you're very good and you pick it up very quick, mm-hmm. you can get into a match in about a year. Wow. Seven training sessions, not even like seven week. Like we trained once a week and I had seven training sessions and then someone pulled out of a show and because I did pick it up very quick, like because I played, I've played football my whole life. So like picking people up and putting them down wasn't foreign to me. (laughs) Um, Trying not to hurt them became the the thing to learn. Um, But get thrown in the deep end. I don't think I did well, but... It was in the middle of Bathurst in front of like 120 people. These have gone off also. Um, so like I was just stoked to be in the ring and then mm-hmm. I just regularly got booked from then and then I went overseas and trained overseas and yeah. first training session, like I went over with a girl called Harley Wonderland. Yep. And in our first session... Like, I can hear Jesse, the trainer, who also was a big wrestler in Mexico in the 80s and was a ref for WWF in the 90s. He's on the phone going, God, you got to see this girl. Like, she's amazing. Like, bang, she got booked half hour into this this session. And then we're running through training, and then we started doing drop-down leapfrog drills. So you you lay on your belly, then you're to get up and jump over a bloke. Mm -hmm. And I am not a tall dude, (laughs) and I am white. So they didn't think I could leap over another human as well as I could, but I, at one point in my life, could grab a basketball ring so I can jump. And then by the end of that session, he's like, I've got matches lined up for you. So I was like, sick. So we were over there for five weeks. I think we wrestled every week. Um, I got to wrestle Scorpio Sky, mm-hmm. who 
if you watch AEW, you would know who he is. Like, he was a TV champ and stuff there, but and he was in TNA for a bit. Yep. But yeah, and I knew who he was because there was WXW at that point, which was on MTV. It was where yeah, he I remember that. fucking exploded and there was piranha matches. Like, it was dumb <laughs> as shit. But he was on that. So when I went over there and the booker came up to me red and he's like, so sorry, man. And I thought he was going to tell me that my match has been cancelled because I think the guy I was supposed to wrestle couldn't make it. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh, well, I didn't come over expecting bookings anyway. I just wanted to train. And he's like, the, the best I could find on such short notice was Scorpio Sky. And I'm like... I suppose it'll have to do. <laughs> I guess that'll do. Oh, God. Um, all right, and uh, who is... Uh, who's your favourite wrestler? Now? Oh, it's in general... Uh, like I said, when I was a kid, like a little, little kid, Ric Flair. Yeah. And then as like a teenager, it was like Shawn Michaels, Triple H. But then also I had my favorites in WCW when they were separated. So Kevin Nash was my favorite there. Um, then as time went on, Eddie. If people don't know who Kevin Nash is, it's the guy from the, uh, the stripper movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's also Super Shredder, Turtles 2. And he's the Russian out of... The, uh, the Punisher, yeah. yeah. And he actually got stabbed. Thomas yeah. Jane actually stabbed him with yeah. a knife. <laughs> yeah. Shanked him. Um, now, probably Cody. Yep. Like the story of like who his dad was and who his brother was and being in WWE and being a mid-carder and used as a mid-carder when obviously he was very talented. Mm-hmm. And then him betting on himself going, fuck this, I'll go become a superstar. And he did. And then watching his match with Roman last year, yep. I was like, this is fucking perfect. And mm. then, he, then he didn't win. I was like, that was your chance. Like, you're not going to have a better match than that. That was fucking <laughs> yeah. beautiful. But I think they're going to run it back this year. So hopefully they can top that. But I don't yeah. know how they're going to top it. Like, did you watch Did you watch WrestleMania last year? I it think gets, I've seen highlights of it from memory. It gets to the culmination of the match where, like, he hits one of his signatures. Then he hits his brother's signature. Then he finishes it off with the dusty bionic elbow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> but then he gets fucking speared twice and pinned. Like, okay, cool, man. What about you, Brock? Is your favorite? My favorite? Yeah. Oh, look, when I was growing up, I always loved the uh, the Kane and Undertaker and watching their feud. So that was, that'd probably be my go-to for them ones. Yeah, uh, funny story. Me, uh Kane, mm. Glenn Jacobs is like a mayor of a city in Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> but every time he puts out like a video on his socials, there's a guy who trolls him about shit he did when he was a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you can't get away with this. Like, like the time you got away with burying your brother. <laughs> like, and it's like screenshot up. He's just trolling. I think mine. Uh, mine's always going to be Shawn Michaels. Mm. I still remember going to Video Easy, getting the VHS as a uh, in in the house 98 yeah. and the rumble from 96 and 97 the rumble where he I think he won it the third time in a row nah, or sec- second time in a row I think it would have been second, yeah. yeah and like because it was at the end it's him and Diesel who Kevin Nash as, as you said um, they're in the ring and like Diesel's just like you know and yeah, yeah, and then he turns around, fucking switching music, music's him over the thing and then he gets back in the ring and like stand over the top of him like he's going to beat him and then he's like high five <laughs> <laughs> and then also it goes into degeneration which was just the best the yeah. best thing about wrestling yeah and then you get the pg era and now the era now it's picking back up again 
which I, I do like. Yeah, because Triple H is back in charge. Yeah, that, that PG era was just, it was bad. It just wasn't good. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, definitely John Michaels. Um, what's your favorite moment from WWE? I can tell you mine. Uh, is it for sure when Ray won the World Heavyweight Championship and then Eddie won it on the same night and they came out and had a big hug with the confetti? That was pretty good. That's not my favorite moment. Is yours when Val Venus got his penis chopped off by <laughs> right the sensor? <laughs> no, my, mine's watching mankind be thrown off the fucking oh. the hell in a cell yeah. by Undertaker yeah. and then getting on a stretcher, being taken away, and then him getting up and going, no, nah, I'm finishing the match, getting back in, climbing up, <laughs> fucking powerbombed through, yeah. and then nah, still not good enough, get the thumbtacks out. Yeah. Let's go again. He's got his fucking tooth in his nose and... Oh. See, I watched that match when it happened and was like, that was fucking nuts. And then I watched it again probably like five years ago. Yep. And then you forget <clears throat> that thing's in like the first two minutes. Yeah. They're in the match. Ding, ding. <laughs> fight, fight. We're on top of the cage. Mankind's off the fucking... You, when, you, when they get up and you, <laughs> you, just, watch, you just watch the cage going tunk, 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 tunk as they're stepping on it. Because yep. I got Mankind's DVD yep. and I was watching it and you watch, it's like him and Undertaker and... Um, Jake the Snake talking about it because Jake the Snake was came out when he got put on the stretcher yeah. and he's taking him out and he's like I, was, I thought he was dead and he's like I'm, I've come up to him and I'm like you know like let's go let's go and he's like have we finished the match and he's like no 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 and he's like I've got to finish the match man and he just get he's like just pushes him away and gets up just like walks down fucking just climbs up again fucking he's a nutcase man and he, he talks he goes at the end of it, I walk back out and I'm getting stitched up and stuff and Vince has walked out and gone, thank you for that, but don't ever fucking do that again. <laughs> I watched a clip of an interview today where they were talking, Simon Stone Cold talking about if he likes pain because Stone Cold said, like, when I knew you, it felt like you liked pain. Mm. And, he's, and then his response was like, no, I needed the pain to remind me that I wasn't Mick Foley, like I was Cactus Jack. So it was like the trigger he needed to become the wrestler. He wasn't just a normal person. He needed mm. something dumb yeah. that hurt so bad that he's like, all right, that's right, I'm this fucked up character. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> wow. I love the rumble where he came out as all three characters. Yeah, it's still... He it's came out as Mankind, then Dude Love, then Cactus Jack. Yeah. Which is just <laughs> phenomenal. Which <laughs> is a great thing. Um, what about you? You got any moments you love? Oh, mine's the same as yours. Like yeah. just seeing that and that whole thing occur, you're just like, oh my god! Like, yeah. And then couldn't, couldn't fucking um, Shamey Man tried to tried to do the same thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not the same. No. It's just not the same. No. Um, and I mean, most of us know this answer, but best era. Uh, I would say late attitude into early aggression. Yeah, this aggression era. Yeah, that's like Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, like that big like sort of era. Like when Lesnar came in and Orton oh, yeah. came in. So it was like late. It's like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you've still got all the Attitude Era guys and most, yeah. of, most of the characters, but then you get that new wave of hmm. Cena, Orton. Um, OG Cena was fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> that character was so oh. bad. <laughs> the rapper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that was horrible. Uh, but Orton, man, I still remember when Orton came in. And I, was, I kind of I was watching him, and I'm like, I don't like him. But then it kind of he, he grew and grew. Like, just it wasn't he wasn't an entertaining character. It was just like I'm just angry, oh. and it wasn't entertaining. And then eventually, kind of as he started getting a bit more of kind of a bit of comedy about him yeah. and stuff like that, you're like, 
no, no, you're good now. Because yeah. <laughs> he's a phenomenal wrestler. Phenomenal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you just need that little bit extra on top of it just to make him work. And yeah, yeah sure. I like him now. He's yeah. great. Oh, look, my, mine's the same as yours, like that late 90s, early 2000s. I, I think more so because that's when I was most watching it and sort of most following along. Um, but yeah, I used to I used to love to hate Randy Orton and, and whoever else he was up against. But I mean, the whole thing through that era, enjoyed it thoroughly. Like in my mind, the invasion era went for like years. Which mm. one was that? When... They bought WCW. Oh, when they bought WCW, and yeah. And they started bringing guys over. In my head, as like, because I don't know, you're a kid. Yeah. It felt like that went for two years. Yep. I think it was like less than a year. <laughs> it was like over. Because that was the Wolfpack, wasn't it? You had the Wolfpack no, with. It was later. The NWO came in much later. Oh, was that later, was it? Because yeah, it was WCW versus NWO for a while there, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But then when they bought the contracts out, they either had the choice to take a new contract. Or just sit at home and count their checks. Yeah, right. So Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Rey Mysterio, um, few like a few of the big names. I guess I'll just stay home and get paid. <laughs> so then they came in later. So like when I think all that era was over, and then they brought in Ray against Chavo. Yeah. Still, still pops me to this day. I'll watch it every now and then. Just that initial like the fireworks where he popped out of the ground. Oh Fuck. yeah. Just yeah, you can't do that now because his knees will explode. It won't be the fucking fireworks. <laughs> that'll be cartilage going everywhere. Yeah, that's like that era, like with the fist through the fucking SmackDown set. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cheesy, but fucking so good. Mm. And I, I love that SmackDown was The Rock. Yeah. That was his catchphrase. And they went, you know what? We're going to use that for a show. Mm. And so it's his show. He, yeah. cl- he claims it as his. <laughs> I still remember when he came out, like one of the first times he came back after he became big mm. and he came back and did the whole like, The Rock is home on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got that, I'm coming home yeah. music underneath it. And you're like, yeah, good on you, The Rock. <laughs> Even though everyone hates you now because you tried to scum Hawaii people out of their money. But yeah. All right. Well. That's some good wrestling talk. We haven't talked about wrestling before. No, we haven't. And wrestling is nerdy as fuck, so it's, it's good to talk about it's it. It's 100% superheroes. It's good guys fighting bad guys in spandex. Mm. Yeah. Maybe superheroes. And no. as I said at the start, for those of you who haven't gone, go and give it a watch, Newcastle Pro Wrestling. Yeah, give, give, it, give us another promote, mate. Uh, so find us at newcastleprowrestling.com.au. We're on Instagram. We're on, I think we're on everything, so Instagram, Facebook. Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Um, our next show is at City Hall, March 8th. Which, and if you're not in Newcastle, you can watch it online. You can watch it on, I think it's called Triller. I, I swear it looks like Thriller, but I think it's Triller. <laughs> but it was Fight TV, so you yeah. can find us on there. Um, what if people want to try and become a wrestler? If you want to become a wrestler, our next intake is in 10 weeks. Oh, I, think so I think it's June 15th. June. Um, yeah, it's at our, our training school at Gateshead. We also put shows on there too. Um, so on Bulls Garden Road, uh, Gateshead. So down near Pickles Auctions. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so just head to the website, newcastleprowrestling.com.au. Newcastleprowrestling.com.au. Yep, and then you'll be able to find out all the information. They're on Facebook, all that kind of stuff. All right, and we'll have one last thing before we head for this episode. Yeah.
uh, a guest versus host game. Uh, so to start off with, we're going to play a little game. This is the blockbuster uh, board game. It's part of it. It's called Head to Head. So essentially what's going to happen is I'm going to read out uh, a prompt. So let's say it's this one, movies with boats. And what will happen is whoever says the first one, so you, you'll say Jaws, mm -hmm. for example. I'll start the buzzer and you, then Brock will have 15 seconds to say another one. And he says it, presses the buzzer, and it keeps going until someone can't guess one. Uh, you, if we're, the, our general rules are a sequel, it's all clumped into one. So Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, it's okay. Spider-Man movie. Um, I would say the different versions are different versions, obviously. So the Amazing Spider-Man and then the MCU one, stuff like that. Um, like Harry Potter, that's just all seven of the movies. Um, so essentially, that's it. Uh, and we'll see who can win this first round, the guest or the host. All right. So I'll read this out. Whoever yells out the first answer, the timer will start, and the other person has 15 seconds. Once you press the buzzer, it resets it to 15 seconds. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready? Have to be. All right. Movies with snakes. Snakes on a plane. All right. Go for it, bro. Ignore those buzzers. Anaconda. Uh, Indiana Jones. It's over to Brock. Mm. Nine seconds. Oh, we can't think. I hate being put on the spot. Uh, no. Oh. First round goes to the guest. All right. Not so good on the spot. We'll have well, this is best out of three for the head to head, and then we'll move on to our trivia game. Okay. All right, round two. So Brock, if you win this one, we mm -hmm. go to a third round. If not, Hoffers wins the point for this for the main game. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. First answer, the clock will start. Movies where someone time travels. Time cop. Uh, back to the future. Terminator. Avengers. Um, time Machine uh, The Tomorrow War Hot Tub Time Machine It's harder than you think isn't it mm. Come on you got to win it for the host here Brock Oh no The guest takes it. Hoff has won the first round in the head-to-head. -head. All right. Congratulations there, sir. You've won that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let us move on to the trivia round. So our trivia round tonight, we are going to be doing DC trivia, just as I know uh, our man Hoff here loves his DC. So you're stitching me up. Uh, <laughs> you know DC as well, brother. You know DC as yeah, well. Okay. So... We're going to start this off. Let's reset the buzzers here. All right. So, first question. So, I'll start reading the question. If you want to answer, if you buzz in before I finish the question, you have to answer it. Uh, if you get it wrong, I'll pass it over to the other person for a chance for them to claim the point. Uh, we have 10 questions. Uh, if someone obviously gets six of them right, they're going to win that round. If we, get, if we have a tie, we're going to have one question, which I will randomly get from ChatGPT. <laughs> and uh, if one of you get that right, that will be the decider. Okay, first question. Which hero possesses the power ring fueled by fear? Sinestro. Uh, Brock got that. 
Brock was Brock was first on the buzzer there. Uh, Brock, do you know the answer to this one by any chance? Is it Sinestro? That is correct. Well done there. Hoff, you were 120 you were 142 milliseconds behind him there on the buzzer. I saw that, I just said come up buzz. I was like, I'm in. All right. Uh, our next question. Who is the telepathic and telekinetic member of the Teen Titans? Hoff, you won that one. Raven. Raven is the correct answer. We're one apiece here, guys. All right, let's go into the third question. What is the superhero name of John Jones, the... Brock? Martian Manhunter. This is correct. Martian Manhunter. Okay. Uh, Who is the artificial intelligence created by Batman to assist the Justice League? Oh, Mac. Hoff? Uh, no, that is not correct. Uh, to assist uh, the Justice League, often depicted as a floating satellite. Brock? I'm not actually sure of this one. Five, four, three, two. No. Brother I. Uh. You it to the next. Brother I first, and the Max comes. Okay. Uh, all right, so we have uh, probably should be keeping track of this. Uh, one, one a piece, two for Brock. So Brock is in the lead, two one. Okay, so we now come to our next question. I've reset the buzzers. What is the name of a mysterious figure who serves as the guardian of the green in the Swamp Things comic? Hoff. Is it Man Thing? No, that's not his name. That's what he gets called a lot, but that's actually not his name. Brock, do you know? No. The Parliament of Trees. Okay. He's <laughs> never going to get that. Nope. Okay. I mean, he probably is called Man-Thing a lot, um, but according to the answer that I got off the internet, that's what it is. Uh, and if you can hear that in the background, it is raining. We apologize. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering I was what that was. That. Uh, so, uh, our next one. What is the name of the sentient, teleporting, and mischievous city in the DC universe typically associated with the dark... Our buzzers just, are off. Our buzzers are off? Oh, I've got to reset them. Uh, can you start the question again? I can please? start the question again. <laughs> what is the name of the sentient, teleporting, and mischievous house in the DC universe typically associated with the Justice League dark? And we have mentioned this mm. in this episode. I know who lives there. I just don't know what it's called. Anyone want to have a crack? Um, Five, four, only reading this three, bloody night too. two, it's one. Like the House of uh, Mystics? The House of Mystery. You're very <sighs> close. Very close. It's John Constantine's hood. Yeah. Uh, okay. What is the name of the intergalactic bounty hunter and anti-hero often portrayed? <sighs> Brock. Lobo. Lobo is correct. Yes. That is uh, 3-1 to Brock. Okay. Let's reset the buzzers. What is the name of the DC Comics crossover event where heroes and villains are pitted against each other in a one-on-one battle for survival, often resulting in the death of some main characters? Brock. Crisis? It is a crisis. Which crisis, though? Um... Crisis on Infinite Earths? No. Hoff? Infinite Crisis? No, Identity Crisis. Uh. One of the five million different crises <laughs> events. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the title of the crossover event that focuses on the emotional spectrum and introduces different lantern cores, each fueled by a different emotion? 
Brock. Blackest Night? Blackest Night is correct. Uh, he's taking it a runaway here, Hoff. Yeah, I'm sorry, right. mate. Yeah. Uh, last question. In the final Crisis storyline, which character takes on the role of Batman in an alternate reality following the apparent death of Bruce Wayne? Alfred. Mm, not the answer I have. Um, if it's not Alfred, then it would be Dick Grayson. Would you like to... He got it wrong. Would you like to answer that one? Is it Jason Todd? Uh, Dick Grayson. Nightwing. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I'm like, whoop, I forgot I should yeah. have said that. <laughs> okay, well, it looks like uh, the hosts have won that round. So we're going to have to go to a little tiebreaker here. So let me uh, open up chat B GPT here. Chat GPT. And we are going to... Our sub what, uh, what should our subject be here, guys? I'll let you guys decide what the subject's going to be. We'll let the let the guests decide. Um, what theme are we going for? Comics? You can go with comics. You can go with whatever you want, mate. Let's go comic book villains. Comic book villains. Okay. This is, this is, a, this is an easy one, but this is what it gave me. All right. Let's see who buzzes in quick. Who is the clown-faced psychotic... Brock got that. The Joker. Hey! <laughs> And that round goes to the host. I'm yeah. sorry, Hoff. You had a great start right. there. Well done. But the DC trivia just, yeah. just got to you at the end there. Um, and, you know, <laughs> sad for our, for our host there. But uh, congratulations to Brock for winning it for Frantic Nerdcast. Uh, that's pretty much uh, all we've got. You guys want to mention anything else before we head? Oh, no, I'm good for good for now, but I just want to say that, uh, look, thanks for coming along, Hoff, and being our first guest on Frantic Nerdcast. It was, it was incredible to have you. Absolutely my pleasure. Yes, you'll, you'll be marred in the histories of the most popular nerd, <laughs> nerd-speaking podcast in Newcastle. Well, hopefully we can And the world. At, hopefully we can look back at this in five years and go, that was dog shit. Look how far we've come. That's right. Now we're millionaires for talking <laughs> into microphones. Exactly. All right, thanks for listening, guys. I'm AJ. I'm Brock. And I'm Hoff. All right, we'll see you next time, guys.